This is the Italian Citizenship Podcast, hosted by Marco Permunian and Rafael Di Furia. Hello there and welcome back to another edition of the Italian Citizenship Podcast, presented by ItalianCitizenshipAssistance.com. Of course, we are back at it again with Italian attorney Marco Permunian. How are you doing today? Good, how are you? I'm doing great, thank you for asking, and I'm Rafael Di Furia, and today we wanted to talk about Italian citizenship through the courts and get into a situation that many people find themselves in where maybe one of their ancestors had naturalized while their other next direct ancestor in line was a minor. So Marco, maybe if you could explain the situation a little bit more and kind of get into what you've been seeing recently, uh, I think that'd be a great place to start out this episode. Thank you so much for the introduction. And I think this episode is going to be very interesting for a lot of people because we're going to um, explain a situation that a lot of people have been asking me about lately. So um, first of all, I think I should clarify what exactly we're going to talk about in this episode uh, because the topic itself uh, can be confusing. So we're talking about, like you said, uh, the situation of a minor um, child of an ancestor who became naturalized when the child itself was underage. Um, and in this episode, we're going to talk, as you just said, specifically about 1948 cases, because this situation is not relevant, meaning it doesn't cause any problems when somebody is going through the consulate or is applying through an Italian municipality. So I will say that again, when you are applying for citizenship by descent through a consulate or through a municipality, the fact that your um, ancestor who was born in your country, so the US, if we're talking about our US audience, so the fact that that ancestor was a minor when their parent became naturalized doesn't matter. So you qualify for citizenship and you can go through the process and successfully get Italian citizenship by descent. But when you're going through the court and your ancestor who was born in Italy became naturalized when their child who was born in the US was a minor, uh, you need to be aware of the situation that we're going to describe in this episode. That is because courts have a slightly different opinion about this matter. Let me take a step back. We started to file these cases in the court of Rome, because that was the only place where you can could file these citizenship cases when the petitioner or petitioners were uh, residing abroad. So we've been filing these cases in the court of Rome for a very long time, and this at the beginning was not an issue for the Roman judges. Now lately, some judges, so not all of them, we're talking about some cases, started to uh, consider the naturalization of the Italian ancestor who was born in Italy while the child who was born in the US was a minor as a problem and they argued that citizenship could not have been passed from the parent who was naturalized to the child and we found ourselves in a situation where we had to petition the court of appeal to review the case uh, because the lower court had considered that citizenship could not have been passed. Now Luckily, the Court of Appeal is, it seems like they are overturning these cases, so they are 
of the opinion that citizenship should be passed. So, in short, some judges uh, from the lower court in Rome were denying these cases, but the Court of Appeal seems to be overturning all of these cases, at least as of this moment in time, so that's very, very promising. Also, as of June of 2022, these cases, citizenship cases, are to be filed in the local regional courts. Um, the government made the law, we talked about that in other videos, where basically the government said, uh, for people who reside abroad, the court that needs to be used is no longer the court of Rome, rather it is the court uh, in the region where your ancestor who was born in Italy was born, and that of course was uh, done uh, with the intention to reduce the workload of the court of Rome. Now that is very interesting and very relevant to the subject because the local regional court, with a few very isolated instances, are approving these cases. So also the local regional courts agree uh, with the fact that the naturalization of the ancestor who was born in Italy, while the child who was born in the US was a minor, is not a problem. So these courts, they are approving these cases. Now, of course, this is very encouraging news, but we have also to point out the fact that in Italy, every judge operates as their own entity. So there is no legal precedent in Italy. Uh, there is, of course, a certain authority that legal precedents have, but a judge is free to disregard any legal precedent. So while the news and the trend is very encouraging, uh, it should also be noted that, of course, as of this moment in time, we don't have the 100% guarantee that all of the judges in the local regional courts will agree with this explanation, but the situation seems to be extremely promising as of this moment in time. Marco, this is all very interesting. And what you were saying here about how one judge doesn't necessarily have to follow the legal precedence of another and they're able to make a choice and make a decision on their own. I'm just curious about this particular law and what is in it and why is it that there might be, when it comes to one singular law, multiple interpretations of it, or how can it be that this one judge might have one say on it when another might have another? And might it be the case that one decision is actually more in line with the law than the other? Uh, how, how does this all work? Because it sounds quite complicated. As you, as you mentioned, uh, some judges have a different opinion about this matter, uh, meaning a minority of judges um, has said that the naturalization of the ancestor who was born in Italy while the child who was born in the US was a minor is a problem, and that's a minority of judges. So they're basically free to interpret the law in that way if they want to, and the law is evidently subject to interpretation. But the vast majority of judges and all of the consulates and municipalities in Italy, for those who can go through the consulate and, and a municipality, uh, disagree with that interpretation. And so evidently there is a majority of judges and uh, offices that disagree with this interpretation, myself included. The law is very simple. The law that regulates this situation. The law says that the minor child of somebody who emigrates to another country and becomes naturalized in that country loses Italian citizenship, but only if the minor child 
is also acquiring the citizenship of the foreign country in that moment. So, in other words, the Italian law does say that the child of an ancestor who becomes naturalized in a foreign country also loses Italian citizenship, but only if that child in that moment was acquiring the foreign citizenship through naturalization, which only happens when the child was born in Italy. And we can talk about that in a second. So if the child was born in Italy, then citizenship is validly lost, both for the child and the parent. But when the child was born in the foreign country, the child already had citizenship by birth in that foreign territory. So the child gained citizenship just because he or she was born in that country at the time of their birth. So when the parent becomes naturalized, the child's citizenship status doesn't change. The child was a U.S. citizen ever since they were born. So only the parent is losing Italian citizenship because only the parent is voluntarily acquiring the foreign citizenship and their decision doesn't really extend to their children because their children were born in a country where citizenship is acquired by birth as opposed to the other situation that I mentioned a moment ago, meaning the child who was also born in Italy and that it's also becoming naturalized when the parent is becoming naturalized. In that situation, both of them, they validly lose Italian citizenship because they are becoming naturalized in the foreign country. And in the case of the parent, the parent is becoming naturalized uh, because they're making a choice. In the case of the child who was born in Italy, they are becoming naturalized by extension of the uh, act that they their parent has put in motion so they are de depending from their parents in terms of their citizenship status which is acquired for both of them at the same time so the situation of a child who was born in italy is much different from the situation of a child who was born in the u.s because in that case the child always had their u.s citizenship since birth so the law only says that the child who was born in italy should lose their italian citizenship together with their parent and not the child who was also born in the US. This is really fascinating to hear about the difference in this case between a child who would have been born in Italy versus a child who would have been born in the US. And of course, the US is a country where uh, an individual would have had citizenship by birth. But what about, say, in a country where the child would not be a citizen by birth? Would that be a similar situation to maybe somebody who was born in Italy um, and would gain their citizenship by naturalization at a later date? Uh, or how would that work? I'm, I'm super curious about that. I mean, of course, the majority of our audience listening and watching uh, this podcast are from the U.S., but I'm just curious from a kind of legal nerd perspective, just to nerd out on this topic a little bit, um, also because there are some uh, of our audience who are from other countries where that isn't the case. How would that work? It's a very good question. And of course, uh, the majority of the countries in South America and North America have this rule where the child becomes a citizen by birth in that country. But um, on the contrary, almost all of the countries in Europe have the opposite rule where the child doesn't really become a citizen by birth in that country. So to answer your question, if the child does not gain citizenship by birth in the foreign territory, 
when the parent becomes naturalized by choice in the foreign country, then also the child would lose their uh, Italian citizenship on the condition, though, that the foreign country, that the rules in the foreign country do say that the child also becomes, in that very moment, a citizen of the foreign country because, thanks to their parents' naturalization. Ah, uh, that's interesting. So if it weren't that case, if it were a situation where the, uh, the child would become a citizen at the age of 18 or have to apply on their own, then it would be a different situation, theoretically. But depending on what year that would all be happening, of course, uh, pre or post-1991, I can assume. But one last final question, just to kind of round out this episode. At this moment in time, of course, things can change in the future, but currently, as of the time of recording and uploading this episode, what would your opinion be for an individual who would be wanting to move forward with one of these um, cases with their situation like this? Would you say that it would be worthwhile for them to pursue this? Um, I mean, of course, this is this answer, I'm sure, is coming with the understanding, like I said, that this is the answer now and that probably for at a much later date, maybe it might be worth for somebody to get in contact with you directly, but maybe I'm wrong here and this might be something that could be long standing. So what would your opinion be and what would you say would be the window of time that a person really should take this into consideration? So I do believe that it's worthwhile trying these cases in court and as evidenced by the many decisions that we got recently from the regional local courts as well as all of the decisions that we got uh, in the past months from the court of appeal in rome so everyone tends to agree with the fact that uh, this situation doesn't really affect the transfer of citizenship so my recommendation is to yes do to proceed with these cases because the um, situation is very, very promising. Also, just a quick note that if you do have another ancestor who never became naturalized, also just a quick note, the fact that your ancestor became naturalized while their child who was born in the US was a minor, like I just said, is not really a problem in my opinion, as evidenced by the many decisions that we got recently. I wanted to add that if you have the other ancestor, so the spouse of this ancestor who became naturalized, um, who was also born in Italy and who never naturalized, your uh, chances of success increase exponentially anyway. So if you have your great-grandfather who became naturalized while their child was a minor and you're maybe a little bit concerned uh, about the situation that I just described, if the other ancestors, or maybe your great-grandmother, was also born in Italy and never naturalized, then your chances of success anyway, regardless of the great-grandfather, uh, increase very much. So if you're concerned, just consider that you should also see what the other ancestor did if they did become naturalized or never became naturalized. But regardless, my opinion is to try these cases and to try as many cases as possible because the courts are responding very well. So the more cases are tried, the more people have uh, chances to succeed. Well, that's fantastic. Thank you so much for, for, for answering these questions and for shedding some more light on this topic. And of course, if you're interested in more about the topic that has to do with 1948 cases, we've done many episodes regarding this and going into the nitty gritty details. So be sure that you check out previous episodes on the 1948 cases. But Marco, if somebody is wanting to pursue one of these cases, how can they get in contact with you and your team for help along the way? 
People can contact us through our website italiancitizenshipassistance.com or give us a call. Our number is on the website. Well, absolutely fantastic. And of course, if you're interested, of course, in more topics to do with Italian citizenship, be sure that you're subscribed to this YouTube channel and the audio only podcast. But of course, if you're subscribed to the YouTube channel, you're also automatically subscribed to the Italian Real Estate Podcast, another project that Marco and I collaborate on where we talk about some of the other aspects of making Italy your home regarding real estate, apartments, rentals, homes, whatever it may be, and also different locations. And also, if you're interested in more about life abroad and living abroad, be sure to come over to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Rafael Di Furia, or you can search on YouTube or your favorite podcasting platform of choice or Google for not your average globetrotter, and you'll be able to find me elsewhere. But again, we've been here with Italian attorney Marco Permunian from ItalianCitizenshipAssistance.com. Thank you again for making yourself available, Marco. I'm Rafael Di Furia. Stay safe and healthy out there, and we will see you all next time. Later. Thank you.